0: Welcome to the City Life Lansing Podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at CityLifelancing.com. You belong here. new series called Behold, and the heart of it is to, in the pace of the holiday season, what is supposed to be in the forefront, love, family, people, Jesus, often gets pushed to the background, but out of the darkness came the light and invaded our space, and when we behold, it transforms the way we are engaged daily, the pressure we feel sometimes. The, just this time of year can bring anxiety that people got to produce, businesses, year end. I got to give to my kids because our desires are at the forefront. I know I should kind of check the box and maybe do the Jesus thing. And getting familiar can really distort what is Worth beholding. So if you think about it, there's trillions of dollars spent to get us to consume products, especially in this time of the year. And that's at the forefront. So we know, all right, Christmas, that's the season. I'm gonna put the Christ in the mist. You know, Jesus is the reason for the season. It, 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 but is he because because here's what happens: okay, I gotta do, I gotta do, I gotta do, I gotta do, I gotta do. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, get the church, Jesus, yeah, okay. Oh, I get cook food. And, 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 and we get caught up in a pace that God has never wanted us to be in. So we're giving you permission to behold, to see, to observe, to stop, to calibrate, to look at January differently, to look at 2019. Even if you think about, you know, the season we're in here, it's cold outside. It's warm today. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But it's cold and and, and, and seeds don't grow the same way. But the land gets reset, things get prepared, it gets calibrated, if you will, and then we re-up and we and then you find out that there's humans in the area again, because we all kind of pop out with shorts on in 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 March, you know, (laughs) February if we're lucky, you know, sometimes. It's 35. Why do you have shorts on? Dude, it was negative seven. What do you mean, right? Don't make fun of anyone who 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 is cold, because God has a sense of humor. I did this once. I was like, dude, you're cold? Like, whatever, I'm straight. And then the next day I had to wake up early and I had to get gas at five in the morning. I was shivering. Like, <laughs> I was like, God, I'm so sorry for making fun of that person. He's just like He's like, you're not cold, huh, little buddy? Right? But uh, <laughs> behold, God's that good. So we want you to strip down to the very basis of of everything because tradition can get in the way of the person. Now religion by itself by definition isn't bad. But but how we understand it is so that we create tradition of how we experience Jesus. Why do we sing a song? You know, come they told him. That's my favorite. The finest gifts we bring. You know the drum boy comes in. To lay before the king. Girl, I always thought like a metal mix could come in there. Like <først> to lay before the king. <grease noise> and, and you think about the season we're in. Okay, the season we're in. The reason does. Get lost. It gets missed. He's in the background. He's not background vocals. He's front and center today, Jesus. He's not new yesterday. He's not. He's new right now. Right now. And so bring all your doubts, all your fears to the surface, all the impurities, all the junk, all the sickness, all the hurt, all the worries, all the darkness, all the addictions. Bring it out because Jesus is coming for you today. Today. I believe this whole series, he's coming for you. He's coming for me. He's coming for us. He's coming for this family because he's in the business of restoration. He wants to repair. He doesn't ignore. And some of the the issues we're in is just from us not turning to God. It's as simple as that. It's not that he doesn't want to turn to us. He always wants to. He really does. He's always ready to turn to us. That's really good today. For some people that are confused or concerned, does God really want me? First service, I got to meet someone first time here. I said, oh, first time here, I love your jacket. Oh, I didn't know I was coming to church. I said, that's exactly what you should wear, (laughs) whatever you were wearing. I thought, if that's the first thing you say, this proves the whole point of the introduction even more. Because we rent Harry Hill. It's an old building, older God wants us to see it as good. This is, this is the best we got now for sure. You better believe it. It's a blank canvas because we don't need a, uh, you know, a new shiny space to have love, right? And so, but I, I found that very intriguing because that comes up a lot. And what that, what that reminds me of is I think what a lot of us feel is I would really like to connect with Jesus, but I'm not sure how many layers there are to get to him. And then when we talk about Jesus in this season, what, what what happens is we're not really beholding conversations. We say, "Oh, I know I got to get to church." or Yeah, I went to church. Wait, wait slow down. Jesus, ch- Jesus is a person. He's present all the time. The church is a byproduct of his of his grace and his glory. It's, yet he has a family that you could be adopted in, and you got you got brothers and sisters now. Yeah, they're weird sometimes. Awkward cousins for sure. Stay, at, get connected. You'll meet some of them after service. You know. <laughs> And I'm grateful for a church, though, that does want to get close to th- th- just the misfits and the brokenness of us all. And I'm grateful for a church, too, that wants to invest in leaders, just the Heart for the House offering that's going to go. This whole month we'll be taking um, extra uh, emphasis of giving, a time to, to focus on an emphasis of giving towards Heart for the House to invest in the interns. And, you know, Christy said it best, but I want to continue to, to just, just echo it of what she said was, if you're on the fence, jump in. Because if you stay on the fence long enough, your groin's going to (laughs) hurt. So, you know? Like, ow. Yo, like, it's going to hurt. And so, uh, here's where we're at. Behold, it's Jesus time. It's Jesus time. This is Jesus time. We don't even have to put the pun. Put the Christ back in Christmas, right? Because the Christ, no, no puns, none of it. It's Jesus time. God works through the calendar. How cool that we have a calendar that points us to remind, hey, yeah, Jesus came. Did he come exactly on December 25th? No, I think you're missing the point. He came. He's real. And Josh McDowell says it best where Jesus is either a liar, (laughs) he's a lunatic, or he's Lord. And I think he's Lord. And I empathize with the crowd today that maybe you don't trust Jesus because you've met a lot of religious experiences that gets warped of how we even see the risen king, the beautiful great I am, the lamb who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus himself face to face, the the maker of you and me, there since the beginning, knows you intimately because we get grouped up in a category with people and you know what that category is this this one guy said he was God and then he killed a bunch of people or or these Christians they 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 uh, they they practiced slavery and then these people they 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 said they were Christians and then they ripped me off at my job. Wait, all right. I those are all real. Strip it down though, and let's get to Jesus. Let's strip it all away. Okay, shellac for the ladies in the house that so you like your nails done. Our squad—they do their nails, and they have this little contraption that you put your uh, nails underneath the lights, and it looks like radiation. It, it just—I'm like, kids, get away! That shellac thing is out. Get away! And um, and they get their nails done, and, and you think it's all shiny. But even that, you have to strip to the surface today. And once you strip, you, you, you notice there's imperfections, and, and you get really close, and you can't, you can't hide. And, and, I, and, I, and I want to invite you in into noticing all of your imperfections today, but also invite you in to noticing all of the perfections, perfected, amazing, awesomeness of our God. Our God says, come and taste and see. We're looking at John 1, 29 today. The the timeline of where this takes place and then the backdrop is very interesting and intriguing. Picking up the story, it says, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him. He being John the Baptist, you have somebody who's a Jesus follower uh, before Jesus comes. So he has faith in, in, in the great I am. Yahweh, God, uh, Jehovah, God's people that one day he's going to send the Savior. And so John the Baptist is, uh, the Baptist is pointing to, hey, one day the good guy's coming. He's going to do it. The great person's coming. All right, weirdo, dressed in weird clothes, out in the wilderness and eating locusts. You're strange. Sure, your God's coming. Well, here's the moment and he, and, he, and he says, he gets to see it. He says, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And I want us to pause there for a minute. Maybe you've heard that. Sung a song about it. You, you hear it. You get familiar with it. But we missed the point. Have you ever heard the example, the story is, you know, what are we going to cook for Christmas. Oh, ham, my mom does it. Oh, amazing, yeah, how do we do ham? And, uh, well, you gotta cut off the ends. Husbands, why do we cut off the ends? I don't know, my mom cut off the ends. Mom, why do we cut off the ends? I don't grandma did it. Go ask grandma. Grandma, I'm about to make ham for my first time with my family. Why do we cut off the ends of the ham before we bake it? Oh, that's easy, honey. We didn't have a pan big enough. (laughs) Oh, so you're meaning... It was about to be passed down from generation to generation to cut off the ends of the ham. I want to give you freedom today. Question everything. Question everything I'm saying. Go find out for yourself. We're not trying to uh, make puppets here. We want to make powerful, independent, and dependent leaders. Together. But also by ourselves with God. We're never alone. So that's the rhythm here, and, and Jesus has withstood time. He's withstood criticism, critiques, and I believe he stands out as Lord, and he's transformed my life, and I think he could transform many of ours. And also, if you've known Jesus for a really long time, still strip and get to another layer because I think he wants to get closer to you than you envisioned, and I think what you'll find is you picked up some tradition along the way. The tradition isn't bad when it's properly categorized fair. So what happens is we, we prioritize the tradition thinking it's going to lead me to the person. But then what gets lost is now we're cooking ham without ends in it. And it meant we, we were having a meal, but then the tradition was at the forefront. A, a, a tip I try to do in life, and I've learned this the hard way, is to assume I'm wrong <laughs> and assume the best. Assume I, I, I'm for sure wrong. But how do we normally approach a situation? Yeah, 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 I read some stuff. This is exactly what's happened in North Korea. I know exactly what's going down. What is happening? You know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how you fix it. Um, you're- no, it's not, actually. <laughs> and, and we sound so um, ignorant, I think, to a world that they're not looking for us to have all the answers. They're looking to us to just point to the one who's that great. Let Jesus defend himself. Let him defend himself. He's so good. You know, behold, the, the meaning of it is this. It means to see or observe. To really look at I want to look at you just for a moment. hello, high stage left if you look real close, you ever seen those um those mirrors that you switch and it sh- the fit, fit the x gets real you know imperfections I don't always like when people look at me in nice. the eyes. it can be intimidating sometimes and uh because when you look at somebody, and you observe them, you do notice what's wrong with them. Now, but you can notice what's right, too. Now, one of the amazing things about my wife, and I like bragging on her because it definitely uh, helps our household at home. But, no, she doesn't need it. I brag on her because it's true. But one of the things she's always made me feel is she's literally always made me feel like a king. And she talks about what I'm good at, even though she's gotten closer and she's observed more. She, she calls out greatness in me. And I'm challenged by that because as I get closer to her or people, my response is the opposite. Yeah, I noticed this. Can we, can we tweet? Uh, and, you know, Pastor Rob up here on the guitar, Rabbi Rob, we call him, Uncle Rob, um, Bobby Gordon, uh, and he's got Rob G, Make Believe, his album's on iTunes, Spotify, Downloaded, and all that, right? Well, one of the things he said, we went to a church service, and I was noticing a bunch of things. I said, sometimes, because we try to visit other churches, I said, sometimes I notice all the stuff that's wrong. And he talked to me about how leader said to him, yeah, you know what's interesting is, in order to dissect something, you have to kill it first, and too often, this is what we're doing with people. We're getting really close and we're dissecting them, but we're killing them. And this is what we do with, with church too. We, we, we kill it so we really don't get to Jesus. But here's the opposite. Jesus gets really close to you. He doesn't dissect you. He protects you. He doesn't talk about what's wrong. He talks about where you're going and what's right. His approach is not fear or guilt or pressure or manipulation. It's passion and love, compassion Freedom and peace and power—is how good God is. Maybe we've heard Him from the other vantage point too often. Maybe we heard Him from, you know, maybe a unique messenger. But John the Baptist, when he was pointing, he was so excited to talk about Jesus that all of his influence and all of his followers, he just gave up. He's like, "It's Him. Go follow Him. He's the one." And through his pain and eventually even death. And God kept reminding and even going to him right before he died. Send him a messenger. Tell him what you see. Tell him what you see. So I want to look at the backdrop a little bit of what takes place when when Jesus steps into the scene. And we get familiar with it. Okay, yeah, do the thing. Show up. Gets lost. The ham being cut. No. Behold, see and observe, God, that now the traditions even make sense. The songs make sense. It's not the Abominable Snowman or Little Rudolph or I associate my favorite memories of Christmas. It's not only growing up, Mom. Um, it was, we did a lot of cool things. Probably the Ninja Turtles that you got me with the four-player adapter um, that I found beforehand. And you knew that, but, but I knew it was coming. So it was just really good and I was spoiled and... Um, you know, the oldest and all that. And, and uh, so I'm sorry for everything, just, and I've been sorry for everything. But, but the point is, Christmas was great, okay? But a little bit too consumerist. We got caught up in the trend at times. But, but one thing I know is this, that now when I think of Christmas, Jesus for sure, but probably my fondest thing is Buddy the Elf. <laughs> so that you associate Christmas however you want. Think of me, think of Buddy the Elf. Um, the backdrop of what's taking place when Jesus shows up in the scene. When you think of the darkest era of humanity, what would you think of? Maybe genocide? Maybe even now that we have all of this technology that there's still people that don't have food and there's people that don't have water. There's, there's tribes killing each other right now. Or maybe you look back to even the, the church where the crusades and the, the wars, but I would submit to you in this, in this time, right now, right now, that the darkest period ever is when Jesus showed up on the scene. And here's why. God was silent for 400 years. God had been pursuing his people, leading his people, having presence with his people, presence, like opening things with his people. He's connected with his people. He's showing his power through his people, defending his people. But he keeps trying to get his people to listen, but they won't. They're getting caught up in trying to become God or play church and all these, these stupid experiments that they're doing along the way. And they just won't listen into the gentleness and respond to God. Sounds a lot like us. But God is patient. And he, in, in, in the, in the effects of sin has now got to the point where, okay, I see you. But I'm not going to speak to you for a while because my time and my ways are higher. I love how Christina sang that song. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. Consume me. Take it all. I don't want to figure it all out. In fact, some things I've figured out along the way is this. There, There must be a battle because I see Satan everywhere. But there must be love because I see love everywhere too. It must be bigger than me because I can't even... I mean, we're trying to inhabit Mars. I, 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 I can't even, I, I don't even know how to drive to Weberville without GPS, right? I mean, it has to be bigger than me. And then it has to be, get this, it has to be beyond my lifetime because it's been going on way longer than me. And so God must be on a different clock. And I, I find it very interesting. I think why God had to show up in, in that way is because we would have gotten familiar with Jesus, we would have gotten familiar with Jesus. Uh, Man, yeah, but God's been showing up a lot. Yeah, no, no, no. For 400 years, just imagine this, the pain of the parent stories. Yeah, if you only would have known what dad went through. Yeah, I walked six miles. Well, grandpa walked six miles without shoes. Yeah, well, great-grandpa lost a toe. And, you know, it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. For 400 years, okay, I I want to lean you into this pain. 400 years, God's not talking. Nothing. Nothing. Then steps Jesus into the room. Then steps Jesus. You know, Malachi 4, 5 says this. Behold, this is, this is the old prophets pointing to Jesus. Behold, I will send you Elijah. This is John the Baptist. Before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And he will turn the hearts of father to their children. And the hearts of children to their fathers. That doesn't sound like a God of tradition. That when Jesus comes, he's going to restore families? Nothing, nothing bothers you more than families. I'm sure there's some father pain in the room. Yeah, I get it. But when the real father steps in, he heals in a way that nothing else can. Behold, the real father's in the room today. Behold, to see him, to observe him. One of my friends, he, he, he would say, You know, even if I didn't believe in Jesus, and he's he's since uh, went to heaven, and uh, I believe because he's a follower of Jesus, and. I got, I got a chance to honor his life and do a service. You should never do a service for one of your best friends, who your locker's right next to each other. That just shouldn't happen, but that's life. These things are happening. There's a battle, but it was bigger. And one of the things, he was very, very smart. One of the th- things I found intriguing when he was following Jesus, he said, as I got closer, I thought this story was so unbelievable that it was the best story I'd ever heard that it was never told. It was so good that even if I didn't believe it, I would want to. I'm not going to ruin for Santa for anybody, but oh my goodness, do people want to believe that stuff, right? Because it's just, oh, it sounds great. It's so believable. Why can't we believe Jesus? Is it possible because there's a battle forever that he's the only name that can save. He's the only one that forgives. He can only redeem. That's why we want to keep him out of Christmas plays. You know, we can say every song. That's why it's the holiday season. And uh, no, 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 no. Jesus steps in, and he's the only one that can give us freedom. That's it. That's it. And, uh, and this isn't some crutch that I hold because I used to uh, deal with addiction. I want to be very clear about that I think sometimes when people hear my story and maybe you don't know my story but I think you'll relate to how you view these stories and let me explain is this that oh I, I yeah 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 so you were you you dealt with addiction like oh yeah so the first thought is you think somebody's you know uh, just on the corner of the road and, and tell me what it's like and but for me what it was like I was a high functioning addict so I, I remember go I remember going to court high I remember playing basketball high I remember going to school high I remember going to college high like it was just everything it was a way of life and and what that was though was this it was, it was not um, to discount where other people's uh, addiction would manifest. It was dealing, I was dealing with the same junk, the same. It was this, that, that God's grace was so on me. My potential was so different that sometimes people can dismiss and even discount what God has done because they say, oh, that's neat. Like, he was your recovery plan. Oh, that's, Jesus worked for you. Yeah, each his own, each his own, each his own. no, 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 no. He's either a liar, he's a lunatic, or a lord because, one, let me point to the power who did set me free. And I know it doesn't work that way for everybody. Sometimes it's a mystery. It's longer. Uh, Sometimes people's stories a bunch of issues. There was a moment for me, 2002, Easter Sunday, bow, I was set free. And it wasn't because I was just looking for a good crutch. This is no blind faith, okay? When we behold God, he's so good he can handle your questions. He can handle your doubts. He can handle your fears. He can handle all those conspiracy videos we watch. He can. And he's not this. Here's a conspiracy video. He is not the white man's religion. He is not. Dude's not even white. He's from the Middle East. What are we talking about, right? Now, people have distorted it, Talladega Nights. Oh, baby Jesus, I like baby. He's not a baby anymore. Why are you praying to baby Jesus? Because I liked him as he was a baby. What do you mean? Let me pray to baby Jesus. Well, he's a little porcelain doll, and he looks all cute. He's in the manger, and da-da-da. No, no, no. Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. It's really dark. Sin is dark. You've been affected by it? Yeah, we all have. We're born into it. We're not a sinner because we sin. We're, we sin because we're a sinner. It's nature. And that's humbling. But it's meant to lead us to the end of ourself. And the term is depravity. There's a ra- reality of depravity. That even on our best day, our good works, they're not good enough. Religion, philanthropy, they're wicked to God. Because they originate from a selfish, human desire not done to the glory of God. The condition of mankind is very dark. Isaiah 64, 6 says, We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? You ever felt like a double-minded person? The things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't do, I want to do. Welcome to following Jesus. Because he's not an instant moment. That's the new life thing. Born again. Bow. But the sanctification gig, the journey, It's a process, it's a relationship. Stumbles, and so Jesus died for the the darkness yesterday. He died for it today, but good news. He also died for our mishaps tomorrow. And we don't abuse that grace. In fact, as we gaze and we look and we behold that he really would forgive my sins of even tomorrow, now I I have the power to obey. I want to submit. I want to follow him, I want to read, I want to learn, I want to worship. Because like Christy said, we don't have to, we get to. We're not forced to do this. We come here because we recognize our need, we recognize our desire is only found in him and his people. And that's why we invite everybody to join on. And that's why we go out, because the church is not four walls. Because Jesus comes towards us. Even in all that condition. Maybe you've heard the idea that, like, He's a good person. You know Romans 3:12 says, "All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one." What do you do with that? I know him, He's got a good heart, does he? Yeah, he's got good intentions. Really? We're just friends. You talk to two in the morning, house, sway? what? What? Like, what is that? Because we all, the naughty and nice list, we always think there's somebody naughtier. And we always wanna believe that they're nicer. But the condition of us all is broken. Level playing field. And there's only one that's good, the Father. And what is so exciting about this statement is that when the Father steps in the room and we respond to him, we're made brand new and we're connected And because of his goodness, now we're made good, we're made righteous, we're forgiven because of his victory, his strength. And this is why, whether we've known Jesus for 20 years, your whole lifetime, when you strip away the surface and you get really close, grace is so, it's so challenging because you think, you really want to forgive the murderer still? You really want to forgive the addict? Well, weren't you one? Yeah, but not anymore. Oh, do you really want me to behold that it's Jesus time? Can I do the church thing, the servant thing? Is it say yes? No, none of that. That's all an outpouring. So stop this season and behold. That's what I want us to do is just behold. See, observe, look, study. Let him lead you. So what is the issues? How do we deal? Or What is the... Um, what is the... The healing to this epidemic of sin. Who can be saved? Matthew 19 says, when the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished said, who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. There is so much hurt in this room. There are so many expectations not fulfilled. There is so much pain from people, and I'm not discounting any of that. Counseling, therapy, working out, not eating chocolate late at night, all these things, good. But the best thing is beholding and getting really close to God. Psalm 63, 8 says, I cling to you, but your right hand upholds me. And so it's even... The only way we can even hug God, he holds us. And then when you recognize he's really holding you, and any parent in the room can remember this, when your kids were small and they held you, it was amazing. But who was the one holding? We were, because you let go, and it's just a matter of time before they would fall. God is holding you. He wants to deal with all these things. He wants to get so close to you Kill the lie that a present's gonna work, it's not. Getting together, it's, it's, it's not. That, that will be a great byproduct. But when you behold Jesus, then you'll, you'll be able to have a, a rhythm that looks right. What does that look like? It could start, I, I, I would just say it could start as simple as putting on a song, you know, whatever it was, it may, one you heard at a funeral. So I'm just gonna let's start at very, very entry level here. One you heard at a funeral, and then going to BibleGateway.com with one Bible verse. To start here. God, I'm not God. You are. Okay. Thank you, God. I don't know what to say or do here now. And next thing you'll be probably crying. <laughs> oh yeah. He's good like that. He'll meet you. He'll meet you. He will. He's so good like that. And, uh, but what it won't work is you start putting him through your loop or your checklist. All right, God, I'm going to spend some time with you. I need you to show up here, answer my prayers here. Why is it not working? Give me that new job, the promotion. Whoa, 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 whoa. As you spend time with him, seek ye the kingdom first, and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. He takes care of the birds. He takes care of the lilies. He'll most certainly take care of you. So the best thing we can do is behold him. That's how it works. So we see and we observe. And we're like, yeah, God, whoo, all right. And everyone gets to come, okay, because we don't want the heart of Jonah. Jonah was, was so mad at people, so hurt by people, the pressure, so had so much prejudice that he knew God would move and love them, and it made him mad. He sat afterwards just looking, you reached all these people, why? I knew you'd be good, dang it. I knew you loved people more than I do. Yeah, enter into that. Because when we behold... One of the, 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 the meanings of the word is this too. It's a uh, surprise. Imagine that 400 years silent. Surprise. Behold, it's Jesus time. What? That's why they didn't receive Jesus, I think. Because you would get really good at doing religion, tradition, the checklist. You get really good at that. But when Jesus steps in the scene, he's the opposite of that. He says, hey, where's the, where's the sick? Where's the broken? Uh, where's the outcasts? Where's the ones who aren't making a lot of money? Where's the ones calling, um, what is it, Marvin? Who's calling Marvin? Um, wh- wh- what are we doing here? Where, where are they at? Hey, I gotta get close to them. Well, how dare you, religious leader? You, 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 you mess up our ways. Yeah, 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 I get it. Why don't you slow down? Um, I'm trying to um, help the sick. It's the sick that need a doctor, not the healthy. And so if you're healthy, why don't you come help me reach the sick? And so this is the heart of God. This is the heart of God. This is what you can give your life Two, it's worth it. One of my favorite surprise moments is uh, this picture here. Crystal surprised me on my 30th birthday. And uh, it was the 80s theme. So some of us, you know, born in 80 or 79 or whatever. And uh, my friend Ben here is the one I was telling you. We he, 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 our lockers were right next to each other. And uh, he was the one who said, man, Jesus was so good. And he was advanced classes and everything. He says, I got closer and read about him. It's too good to be true. Behold, it's so good. He's so good. I think the best way I can capture this emotion of surprise or behold as we get ready to close here. So would you stretch for a minute? There you go. There you go. I caught a couple of yawns. And Jeff, you know this, but we used to make people run sprints when they yawned at practice. (laughs) On the end line, gentlemen. (laughs) Now, I mean, I think the politically correct term is, uh, you know, man makers. (laughs) They weren't called that. They're suicides. (laughs) Pass out when you're done. (laughs) To capture the emotion of surprise, get it, get this, is in this video clip. Of what it will be like the way John the Baptist felt when he saw Jesus but I think even greater when Jesus saw his people okay people tomorrow morning 10 a.m. Santa's coming to town Santa! oh my god Santa here I know him I know him He'll be here to take pictures with all the children yeah. just keep your receipts 10 A.M. tomorrow. 10 A.M. tomorrow. Santa's coming to town. Yes. Can you sign this one. <gasps> oh, Hi. Santa's coming. I didn't think about it at the first service. Put the line. I know him. <laughs> I I know Jesus. I do. I know him personally. It's not theory, it's experience. And I know for everybody, it doesn't always work the same. But I would tell you the invitation is still the same. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We don't come to Jesus cleaned up. I, what I got to wear for church we come to Jesus saying I'm broken I'm a sinner I need forgiveness your Lord I'm not I, I assume I'm not right I assume your ways are higher I want you to consume me in in that posture of humility that posture of beholding boy does God meet you there I think he wants to meet us a lot sooner like the children is or he wanted he didn't want the 400 years to happen they just It was a modified game plan. All right, thanks for the ham. We're going to cut off the ends now. I gave you the ham. Could you just ask me where it goes? Nope, where we got it from here. I remember praying sometimes, God, if you just get me out of this situation, I'll serve you. (laughs) That was four years later. Finally, God got a hold of me. Over and over and over again. If you're here, God has spared you countless times, period. Countless times. And the greatest thing he wants to spare us from is the ultimate judgment, and that's why he sent the lamb. He sent the lamb, Jesus himself, God himself, because the greatest surprise, the greatest blessing, the greatest scene, observation, would be God himself, fully in the flesh. And he didn't come in power. He didn't come riding a horse. In fact, he came riding a donkey. He didn't come, you know, as the God-man adulthood. He came as the baby in the manger and the whole story. And we're going to unpack that this month. But ultimately, I hope, though, we would just meet the risen king. The one who will come back in all of his glory. But when he comes back, it's going to be final. So we get the privilege of inviting more people back home into the family until then. Because we know him he's coming, he's coming, yeah, yeah, he's coming towards us, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming towards us. It was six years ago today, there's a uh, a picture here of uh, Jerome Cyrus and he, we were in, our family was in uh, the cry room at Mount Hope and we were listening to the service and Pastor Kevin, I believe it was, was given an opportunity to meet Jesus. and was saying the good news and, and said for anybody that would you know like to have a new life their skin's forgiven like today's your moment don't put this off now and ask the person on the left and the right to you and and look at jerome he's three he goes i want to go and then the fear kind of creeps up does he even understand yet what are people going to think you're taking the three-year-old down there does a does a three-year-old can they make a conscious decision can they, what, are people going to think I'm being resaved what are they going to, they think maybe I'm just holding my kid, or who am I, it's just so weird how qu- quick we play the game, because in the same setting, the other Jerome, me was saved in a life of nonsense so now you had Jerome 2.0 Jerome and Jerome giving life to Jesus but six years ago today I thought it was just a great opportunity to invite people the same that is today the day that you just say, okay, take away my sin. You've pinned me down. Enough's enough. I can't understand it all. I can't figure it all out. But I believe your power is so real that I surrender. Consume me. Have every part of me. If you take a moment, just kind of take inventory and close your eyes with me. And not to manipulate you, but to really give you an opportunity to be face to face with God and to drown out the noise and the pressure and just hear what God's saying I believe he talks like this he says come home you see him running towards you and you see him covering you with the blanket and offering you forgiveness and mercy if you would say today's my day I want a new start I want forgiveness and I want to say that Jesus is Lord. And I want to pray for you. Would you be bold enough to behold the Lamb of God? Would you just raise your hand if that's you? It's okay, you can put your hand down, that's you. Today's a powerful day of freedom. God, you see these hands raised. In your own words, in your, and it's not some professional prayer, but, but here's, how, here's how this moment could look. Is you'd say something like, dear Jesus I believe in you. Dear Jesus, take my life. Dear Jesus, I'm broken. Forgive me. Make me new. God, give me freedom. Give me peace. I want to follow you. Your Lord. Your ways are higher. Consume me. And I thank you that I have forgiveness right now. I thank you that I'm brand new right now. And it's because of your sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what's powerful about that moment is it's instant. That you're made brand new instantly. And then God wants, yeah, come on, you can celebrate. And then God wants to grow you. But the second crowd is burning in my mind a lot more. And this, this crowd is, is one I, I want to get dangerous with for a second here. You've been cutting off the ends of the ham for so long that you think you know Jesus. And I'm gonna put myself in this. So you think you know Jesus, we think we know Jesus, but he wants to just strip away every layer and he wants to put a root down even further. He wants to get right where it's messy, right where it's difficult, come up right close where the doubts are, right close where the worries are, right close where the fears are. And he just wants to cover and protect and give freedom right now. And we don't wanna play a game. We don't wanna play a game. And so Tina's gonna lead us in worship and this is not a game moment this is a, a, an experience moment and so I want to invite you one if if, if you if you want to come up front uh, you could just make your way up here I, we'll lay hands on you pray for you just for God's power to intervene you uh, in your life um, if you want to pray for somebody go pray for somebody I mean this holiday season is difficult we remember the family that's not here we remember the money we don't got but but we're, we're checking out of that this is Jesus time behold it's Jesus time and so if you want to stand you could stand if you want to shout You want to shout But let's just ask God to consume every part of our heart God consume every part of our heart Consume every part of our heart Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast Loving you and loving the city One life at a time For more information, messages And to partner financially Go to citylifelansing.com You belong here